Memorial Day. As I said in my post on Memorial Day, thank you for the fallen. Thank you for the military top brass. Thank you for the women who care for the fallen. Because if it wasn't for the fallen and your bravery, us weenies who never served couldn't speak with such bravado. Especially guys like the radio socialist Alejandro and... Hey, everybody. Look up. And Lou! Look How up. in the hell are you guys? Speaking of people who spoke out and served, look up Pat Tillman, everybody. Pat Tillman, who walked away from, what, $10 million to, uh, Phoenix Cardinals contract and get shot by friendly fire? Right before he heroes. was about to speak out before the war, too. One of the great heroes of our There age. you go again with your spin. Yeah, he was, he was um, pen pals with Chomsky before his death. See what I mean? So they fired at him. So that it, it, it was a friendly fire after all. Oh, well. That's what some people say. Mm. You know, that's that spin of yours. Are you guys here? You guys, the microphone's right or no? You have to tell me. I don't know. I no. Can you hear it in your yeah, headphones? I, I hear it myself. I hear yeah, myself. I can hear it. Okay. Just want to make sure that the radio audience is listening to every word I say because what you guys say means absolutely nothing. <laughs> this guy's it, with you. It's five o'clock. It's I, I, five I, I o'clock. Want the other right-leaning intellectuals <laughs> to see how your base treats you. I yeah. I want people to hear this so I'll okay. know. I'm on the right side of the box, okay? <laughs> uh, Alejandro doesn't have the box. And um, I think Lou j- just sold the box. You know, he's mainstream media. Yeah. Do they ever tell you what you can and cannot say or no? No. So, f- you've, so far you've had no conflicts. Uh, I did, I did a, a satire on... Uh, on uh, a pitch meeting in Hollywood where this guy pitches a basketball team. They're losing. They're, they're like a bunch of guys and they keep losing. So they say, hey, I know what we can do. We can be women. We can just identify as women and play against women. We'll kick ass. You that's, know? that's an old joke, though. I remember cartoons with that joke when I was like in yeah, high school. No, this yeah, is yeah. different. So someone said it out loud and you... Oppo- I, I, wrote, I, wrote, I wrote a pitch meeting where somebody pitches that to it's, a Hollywood it, executive and gets kicked out. You know, like... So they got kicked out of the meeting or got kicked out of... That was a gag. It was like a satire, you know, skit. So that's the only time you were affected by what you wrote. That was the only time that they said, no, we're not using this. Oh, they wouldn't let you uh, actually... They wouldn't accept it. Well, I I told you I had a dream of the the New York Jets coming out in the Orange Bowl in green pumps. Yeah, they spiked it. (laughs) And I, you know, since I've always thought the Jets were girly girls to begin with... (laughs) You know, it only made sense that they come out at halftime with their dancing shoes on. For for the most part, though, they they accept everything. You know, uh, you know, I, I don't. Well, you do have, you're like a cross dresser. You know, <laughs> you mix politics and film, mm-hmm. and it's you have like a keen sense of not only the recall of the the films you've seen, which for the most part I have not. Right. So I'm not really a good judge, but I like that you do it, and it definitely. If I'm if I'm a reader, I don't think the majority of the readers would be like me, obviously. But if I were a reader that wasn't keen to movies, I'd want to go see the movies that you're talking about in order to better grasp what you're saying. Do they let you hyperlink stuff? Yeah. No, yeah, you should. If you could find clips of what you're talking about I on YouTube, do. no, they're on there. You can hyper. Yeah, they're, they're, you, If you click on it, you, you can see the scenes I'm talking about. Huh. Not you know, not in this last. Mostly, if I describe a scene. 
you you link on it and you can see it just like I describe it. Now I, I, I had a lot of fun writing papers with that in college when you could just go yeah, I don't know. to the primary source. <laughs> yeah. We didn't we didn't have to worry about that in hard day. Linking, uh, you know, but now no, we do. We, you know, but it's we, fun. We were, right. Dude, it's, we were typewriters. It's incredible how much stuff on we the internet We were liquid paper, a- remember? Right, right. <laughs> it's incredible how much stuff on the internet has actually disappeared. People have no idea that there is, like... Let go of the microphones, please. I'm Stop touching. People are going to cry. You can't, yeah, hold on, you can't hold on. do talking, anything. You made your point. But, like, <laughs> you can't there is so do much anything lost with material. a microphone. There is so much lost material out there of just records of internet history and conversation... Which are no longer around anymore. Well, here, here, this is an interesting. Yeah, story. the servers just press a button. And this is an interesting gone. story. Or you may not find it interesting, but I did. About fifteen years ago, I was looking at my DVD collection of movies on DVD, and my brother came in and he goes, "You know, in in a few years, you won't need any of those." And I said, "What do you, you know?" Just to me, it was, "What do you mean?" Yeah, but here's the interesting thing. No, but. I, I I I would agree with you. Um, the conversion over to streaming is a loss for the consumer. We still need physical stuff because eventually streaming is not going to be able to host everything all the time. But it's but but it's but it, it's there's another issue. Okay, so I go okay, well you know, and then streaming started catching on, it exploded, right? But then I started noticing what you just said. They started uh, uh, editing and canceling. The streaming stuff. They would change stuff, movies and stuff. And, I, and I'd go, now, those DVDs are valuable because they're physical, unchangeable manifestations uh, I'm reminded of the of work t- of the... Oh, I, yeah. Of the, I'm reminded of two major things, yeah. which is that, um, one is that back in the day, um, everyone, our, my generation, not the one, the current one, was very adept or, and knowledgeable. At least we always knew someone. If we weren't doing it ourselves, who is really good at pirating stuff. Right. So, sure. The Napster. Yeah. The Napster lawsuit was huge. But, like, you know, more or less, we were able to get shows that we could have never seen otherwise right. that were not available anywhere else. Sure. And this forced companies to create DVD collections. <laughs> this forced them to put more stuff into the DVD. Now, with streaming, you might have more of a convenience, but there is a loss that has occurred in content. The loss, though, is is wokeness also, though. I mean, What's, do you it, think the live is, streaming what? was as a result what? of the Napster? Or the, I'll, oh. give you an, I'll give you an example. Did you see Three Days on the Condor yet? No. Um, are you talking about like them then changing stuff in post? Go home. What? Are you talking about them changing stuff now? Yes. Like Disney Plus? Yes. Okay. Yes. That's what you mean. Yes. Yes. And you can, you know, you... It, they're, like they're doing with books now. You know, they're doing James Bond books and, you know... I mean, I am... Neither for me to hear a DeSantis supporter talking about restricting books, but yeah, go well, on. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll talk go about on, it. You know, go on, go I'll, on. I'll talk, I'll talk okay, about, let me lay I'll, in here. I'll talk about that any day of the I week. I have uh, <laughs> a long drive to go to hockey games. Okay. And this particular long drive, my son and his wife, front seat and driver, making that same comment about banning books like from the 1930s, like right out of MSNBC comment. And I said, you're going to tell me that they're banning books that are vital to the course of history like the Nazis did or 
Are you talking about sexualizing children at two, three, four but years that's old? That's not happening. The books that have been banned and the books that have to be changed are books discussing such things like segregation. You're wrong. No, that's no, no. I'm you're, right. You're, I'm right. No, you're, you're I, wrong. I, I can look that's it up right now. Com- I can make a fool out of you right now if that's you, if that's you true. want me. You're completely Do it. Well, it is. But, uh, gladly. Gladly. Okay. Do it. I'm not even talking. I'm not even talking about the LGBTQ give stuff. Us an I'm audio talking about the stuff about history. About that's the stuff not about, true. Yes, not it is. No, They're it's blatantly it. true. No, because no, I can tell You're you. You're wrong. I, no, it's just, I, you know, I grew up in the state of Florida, and I can tell you, it's my false. education that I had here would not be able to have by the kids today. I was shown stuff like you know the Ten Commandments. Yeah, well, no, but, but no, you know no, what? Hold on, hold on. But you'd be I a transvestite. Stuff, no, I was shown stuff like the Ten Commandments as in part a private of our school, Judaic, public school. No, no, hold on. No, it wasn't. It was a private school, a part of our Judaic Christian heritage. Yeah, it is. But I was also taught about segregation. Nowadays, we wouldn't even get both. You guys don't want to discuss this. That's not true. It's we, completely it wrong. I that's mean, not it's true. It's totally fake the news. Segregation is taught in schools. I, 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 I like the term fake news because it, it's uh, a sign it of admission of weakness that. You can't bother to be pointing at the side. The very I'll be happy to prove I'll give you a perfect example. No, no. Name the, I'll give you an example of the books that are being removed from college. Just look up the title. No, it's not a limited But that's the thing. List. It's so disingenuous. When you say, oh, the stuff that's sexualizing children, and then it's like college books are being banned? No, no. College? Ha- college, the stuff where you're supposed to go crazy and figure out everything? I'll give you an like, example. You know, Grade school. I'm going to give Grade you an school, example. Son. Grade school. High Time school. Time out. Time out. Pre-K. I'm going to give you an example. The comment that was said to me, which I had doubt the moment it was said to me, that they banned the books about Anne Frank. Yeah. And I said, baloney. uh-huh, baloney. Ba- ba- baloney. So we went to the game, and this is the problem with you guys. It was your age. It's your crowd, Alejandro. And no, it's just... I went home. I, I went to bed because I obviously didn't think about the stupidity of the statement. I woke up the next day and thought about the stupidity of the statement. So I did my some of my research. It turns out that the book was written about adaptations of the diary of Anne Frank. Right. And completely minimized or uh, created a sense of the Holocaust's in importance. That it was just not important. It wasn't as... Uh, it wasn't such a... A, a monumental event in human history, and that book was banned. So, so these are some of the books that have been banned um, on the sort of stuff. Um, the Hate That You Give, which is about racial justice. Um, we have uh, Mouse, A Survivor's Tale, which is about a comic book artist archiving his dad's survival of the Holocaust. Um, we also have The Color Purple. Which is Ooh, oh, that, that, no one's banning the color. No I, one. I, I, I'm pulling up the source right no here. No one is banning. What is the source? That the color purple would be a strong argument. Yeah, no, no one's banning the color he, purple. I want to know why he's saying it. There's a reason why the he's, color purple. Isn't that the one that what's her name got an Oscar oh. for? Uh, Oprah Winfrey. Oprah. Yeah, yeah, Oprah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, she was fantastic in it, and that was very descriptive. I can't see them banning it. You got to be very. Their careful. eyes are watching God, which was one of my personal favorite books. That's not being banned. <laughs> no, sorry. Have you guys both seen those movies? Comment on them because I have not. No, uh, the Eyes Are Watching God is kind of like about a, a black woman yeah. who is leaving slavery. Yeah, you know, but she still finds. Is herself. she leaving slavery or she's escaped? Slavery? No, no, it's it's over. Slavery's it's over. Been, Reconstruction. Slavery has been done, um, done with. You know, past Juneteenth. You know, she's finding herself free, but she still finds herself under the heel of male authority. It's feminist so, uh, so, Trump, but it's not being banned Okay, anyway. but wait a second. You find that really peculiar, but it isn't. I know communists who flee communist 
and they come to a free country and they still won't talk out loud. They're afraid that someone's listening. Oh no! To but the book is very much about this woman kind of finding it's, it's her a famous her, book. Her, her finding her sexual freedom. And after this, like you know, the most interesting part, which I found, is that she marries this first guy who just diminishes her. Yeah. And then, like you know, a black guy or white guy? It's a black. It's a black book. A, fe- a fellow black man. A black man diminishing her, and he's running for office. Yeah, the machismo. The yeah, machismo. Yeah. And, so you know, what? Yeah, uh, that was an important book in my high school experience. Well, I mean, like, what's up? Compared I, I, I wasn't exactly what, woke what, in high what school. Would society prefer instead of this toxic, toxic masculinity that everybody talks about? Would they prefer a bunch of fairies that won't that won't fight wars, that won't die? Considering that today's Memorial Day, I said today in my posts preparing for this show, this show was on my mind. Thank you for their bravery and the stubbornness. And the femininity and care of the nurses to take care of you folks and also to those who fell because it was their bravery that allowed the wimps of us three to talk with bravado. I, I was proud not to join the Iraq war. Okay. I, 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 came, I came from a family that has a military history in other countries and I felt that I wanted to serve growing up. However, I saw the direction that the war on terror was heading, and I wanted no part. That's fine. That's completely Unfortunately, fine. you have the right to do that. Yes. <laughs> and you don't have to run to Canada. The, the, point, the point is the books are being, they're not even banned. They're being removed but, as age inappropriate. Okay, here's one. Age inappropriate. It, absolutely. Everything makes sense. It's, I mean, sexualizing children it could, is, totally. It comes totally. only second to This book abortion. is gay. That's one, that's one of them. This book is gay, it's called. It's just total, you know, uh, gay Remember grooming. Remember, as, as you guys uh, in the liberal and left camp sexualize everything because you think it's equality, it is not. Bipolarity between the genders only creates low birth rates for a whole society. Eventually, there'll be a forced draft, forced food lines, and forced encampment. For all incarcerated people. Unfortunately, there is a solution to that that you don't like. What is it? Immigration. Yeah, so then you force them. Immigration. So you force them to fight for you. So now your enemies are fighting on your your team. I mean, I'm not for... um, Here's my most outlandish position that most people, that no one agrees with me with, is that I am actually pro-draft. I think think the United States is one of the rare countries that we don't really have a history of, you know, abusing our citizens with the military, or one of the few countries, you know, I think, you know, some sort of arbitrary time in, like, a National Guard or some sort of, like, I, rescue we, services. We, did, we discussed this before. We, I completely yeah. agree. Um, so, and I, I actually, and I think when you oppose the war, draft dodging is actually, like, a moral stance that you can take. But I do think... Nah, there ain't no more Muhammad Ali's out there. Okay? Because I have to say, like, Obama made me do 100 hours of community service to graduate high school. And that, I got 100 hours for taking a lobster out of the finger channel. Right, anyway, deal. But that, that was, like, my most valuable experience in high school <coughs> that I look most fondly back was going Oh, so to you the, were Peace Corps. <laughs> indirectly, kind of, yeah. Um, <laughs> but that, that, that was some of the time that I look back most fondly in my teenage years was my community service. Yeah. That's very good. We've got to save this country from my generation's parenthood because we are finding, and DeSantis said this today, we have a, we're going to have a tough time. Morale is low. The sexualizing of the military and the wokeness of course. has created a very dull, 
mediocre fighting force. Absolutely dull. No, they're inept. No, well, 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 no, what's dull means, it so low is that we just means a force that isn't patriotic. Inept. Well, what's made it low is that we did Afghanistan, and we were just there for 20 years, and people don't trust the military because they don't really have an idea of what it does that, That's exactly right. Yeah. That, that's exactly right. I mean, the the, the whole Bush Democrat democratization of the Middle East was I, I mad. I've heard the term neoliberal was madness. Well, neoliberal, you guys, neoconservatism. You guys also have to keep perspective. Madness. Keep perspective, please. We're the only nation on earth who has conquered lands and returned them to the conquered. Everyone knows In that. every case. Everyone knows that. Okay. So you don't make statements like that that, you know, you lose sight of all the military because... What? You know, because we leave Afghanistan the way I, we did. I, 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 what he said is correct. They lost the sight of what the point of the military is for, which is to blow things up, destroy, conquer, and take out. Not and then the, return. Yeah, and then I leave. I just want to say to everyone at home, they're saying exactly what I've accused the military-industrial complex of being about for decades. Just keep please talking. Yes. Okay. Well, we're not, we're not. The United States is not, with the exception of Cuba, the United States is really not in the in the gamemanship but of the, conquering territory. But but trying to turn other countries into you know de- a democratic republic is that is shown to be in, insane, a waste of time. insanity. And, but and all the guys that died for nothing. That's for not no- true. For, for we nothing. Were, we were invaded and we were hit and our two towers were hit. That was now, not the vision that by brought, former CIA assistants said said I, agents agents said that it was an inside job. Yeah, no, 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 no. That. Osama bin Laden was trained and put together yeah, by CIA. It, money. it doesn't. It doesn't. Okay. It doesn't matter. And I heard the, that. I heard the, that about Fidel too. The point is what they did for. I, hey, I don't put it beside the CIA. They, yeah. they operate in that manner. I mean, it's not even that secretive. Um, they were part of a, um, the resistance of the Russians when the Russians had invaded. Sure. Afghanistan. That was true. That was true. Remember the straw in the desert, waiting for the copters to fly over, and the straw all of a sudden became a. A rocket launching man standing there? That was the famous Afghans. What well, were they called? They, know, they movies, had a name. You know what movie is actually about this? Uh, Rambo 3. Rambo 3 is a good movie. But Rambo, yeah, Rambo it's 3. It's a really is, good movie. Rambo 3 is about arming pretty much Osama bin Laden. What were the name of those? They weren't Taliban back then. Mohammed they had a name. Mohammed Hajid. The final, the final clip. Thank you. The final clip. I love the recall of the youth. <laughs> I, I had the it. Final, the final clip of the original cut of the movie, they, they changed it after 9-11. But the original clip of the movie said, this film is dedicated to all the brave freedom fighters of the <laughs> Mohammed Hajid. That's a really good movie, actually. The, this is the, uh, Rambo 3. Yeah. Rambo 3. The f- the f- yeah, the first three Rambo movies were really good, but uh, but yeah, very the, the, good. A hard pivot to the right in the second. Y- oh yeah, a hard pivot to the right. I was in the movie theater. <laughs> I, was, I was in the movie theater uh, with my friends, and we went to see. Uh, you know, I'd seen First Blood, which is a great. It's a great movie, but then it, I went to see Rambo too. Uh, uh, first Blood. I, 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 vibe, I vibe with First Blood. First Blood is something that I. I thought would, the like, first Rambo was just Rambo. No, the first Blood is him being. No, it's not that that. That's something that people get confused about. Yeah. The first one's called First Blood, right? And it's about a returning Vietnam vet. Yeah, who it's gets great. harassed. It's by, a great. He gets harassed. It. By yeah, like, I saw. I saw the first. He Rambo. gets harassed by like you I know, go to see local some cops. Movies. Yeah, your your cliche image of like you know dumbass small town cops, Pacific Northwest, and then like you know, but actually he's a green beret, so he starts tearing <laughs> crap up, and then like you know they have to send in the National Guard and they can't stop it. It's just kind of. 
It's like it's it great. makes you think about what the vets went through yeah, yeah. while giving you fun action. Yeah, it's it, it's it's it right. before pre PTSD. It, it's the first novel by David Morrell, who was a lot more psychotic. Rambo was a lot more psychotic in the book. I don't you think the military. Uh, are more traumatized about the BS that the military brass put upon them while they were fighting. Actually, well, the who biggest, they can shoot at? I actually, the biggest term. The who biggest they can shoot at? Who they can't shoot at? Is actually a term called moral injury, which is most returning veterans can't separate their sense of right and wrong from what they did. Yes. So they kill themselves after that. <clears throat> well, that, that is it, actually one of the highest leading of reasons of suicide from returning vets. So we should have just dropped all the returning vets in Chicago. They would have cleaned it up overnight. To finish this story, it's 1985. Yeah, look at how he's smiling because he knows it's a good idea. It's 1985. Because <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> I know what you mean. Okay. Should have dropped off I, all I really the like how honest you guys are on this show. It takes Just out drop them of the, off like, in your... every corner in Chicago. They clean it up in a second like Bu- uh, Bukele did in El Salvador. No, no, no. So, 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 no dog whistles here. I love it. So it's no, 19... no beating around the bush here. It's well, 19... I worked in Wait. El Salvador. Shit. It's 1985. Ship, ship, ship. It's 1985. The movie guy wants to talk about movies. I'm in the movie theater. Bring popcorn, dude. You we're, can't just talk about the I'm in the movie theater the with a buddy. Notice how you guys get free, wait, well-fed wait, wait, water. Wait, please. But the, the provider doesn't get water. 1985. Could you get me a bottle of water, you sure, selfish? Sure, let him talk. I want to hear this. I, wa- I, I want to hear this. I want to hear this. I want to hear this. I want my water. Let talk. It's 1985. I'm in a movie theater with a buddy. It, this is. Were you guys holding hands? Or this no? is ten. Be honest. This is maybe ten years, just ten years after Vietnam, after the last guys, you know, were left. Did you say the last gods or guys? The last guys, you know, after, after the whole disaster. They all start turning on me. The whole disaster around 1975, just ten years, and I was in a movie theater in suburban Virginia, Fairfax, with a buddy. The movie was pr- pretty packed for uh, for a daytime, and then there's a scene where Rambo's in the stockade because of what happened in the first movie, and his commanding officer and trainer, Richard Crenna, an incredible performance, comes to see him and says, "Look, we think there are POWs in Vietnam. We think they're being kept there. We need men for a mission to go in and get them." And you'll absolve your term. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. And then he says. And then he starts walking away. He tells Rambo this, and he starts walking away. And I'm in the movie theater with, you know, d- you know and uh, Rambo says, Sir! And Krenna stops and turns around. And Rambo says, Do we get to win this time? <laughs> Woo! I'm telling you, the entire theater erupted. I mean, erupted. These are guys... Probably that had been vets, there. Vets. You know, yeah, yeah, it's, it's Virginia. It's yeah. Virginia. And they would. Vets they full. Just, I, I, it's one of those. How many little, vets live by Arlington just to be there every day? And then Krenna says, this time, it's up to you. Oh, boy. Yeah, I mean, again, every I got chills because people were like going crazy. And I said, you know, that's, that is the, you know, that is the power of film and culture. And, you know, yeah, it's a great. Now, going to the exception that I made earlier, yeah. what makes us think that we could continue to let Cuba rot that close to us? When they've, infilt- when I, they, and when they've infiltrated their ideology, the Russian ideology, the Chinese ideology, in a hybrid all over Latin America. I don't want to talk about Cuba. There's no, there's no resolution. I don't want to talk about that. That's why it's been sixty years of this. Uh, you know, we should have gone in there and, and freed those people. And after the Russians fell, 
Which, you know, but, yeah, I don't want to talk about... Cuba. I mean, there, there's been so many assassination attempts on Fidel yeah, Castro. Yeah, but that stuff ended in the 60s. There have been over 100, so... Yeah, yeah. no. It's I, not like the CIA probably that, never stopped trying. That is God-forsaken country, unfortunately, and America-forsaken. It's, it's just... It's definitely God-forsaken. It, it's too depressing. I remember telling... You want to hear my take? We should have made the mistake. We should have made a mistake a long time ago. That might have worked. Well, I, I, um, Quincy been, Adams, John Quincy Adams' son... Uh, suggested that to the king of Spain and uh, uh, made an offer of $150 million for Cuba. It's called the Abstent Manifesto. Well, and we, it was uh, it, the, the, the communications occurred in, I believe it was Abstent, Belgium. And that offer was made uh, against the president's wishes. And the king said, no, Florida only. And he goes, well, we're going to go in there. We're going to go in there ourselves. And sure enough, fifty years later, yeah, Teddy went in there himself, took all the credit, and then abandoned it again. We always put Cuba up for adoption. That's one place that America should invade, conquer, and, and keep. another place that we talked about um, making a state, but we didn't out of racial reasons was <laughs> the Dominican Republic and Haiti. Well, uh, you know what? I don't have enough information to debate you. The, I don't see why we'd want to keep Hispaniola, the, the actual island itself. I do believe that the French side really did tremendous harm to Hispaniola by burning all its wood for fire. And the Spanish side of Hispaniola actually prospered. I don't see what the, the game would be, uh, considering that we had the tiny little Puerto Rico close by. Uh, for base reasons and stuff like that. You know, the first base of the United States was Guantanamo. So, so Lou, I yeah. think it's time you read us your article. And then after you finish, we can give commentary. Thank oh, you. is that is that a, 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 is that a sign that I was going down a rabbit hole? No, 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 no. No, <laughs> no you're, you're fine observations. I, I just want, I feel like Lou You want to go back articles. to Rambo. This is uh, <laughs> my column for this week. At the American Spectator, and I want all of you, please, to subscribe for good writing and good political analysis at spectator.org. And uh, you, it's, uh, for the price... Is that, man- is that mandatory or no? Because, <laughs> you know, capitalism's out the window. This days. is my Memorial Day column. Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida, newest Republican candidate for president, and Iraq war veteran, as a Navy JAG said a poignant thing in a recent speech in Iowa that is worth recalling this Memorial Day weekend. Addressing the mounting attacks on him, not just from the left, but from many on the right, led by a popular yet vindictive ex-president, DeSantis put the incoming fire in perspective. I used to think about this when I was flying into Washington, D.C., he said. If you've ever done it, There are some times when you go into Reagan Airport that you can fly flush parallel to the National Mall. And if you look out the left side of the plane, you can see beautiful panoramic views of the Lincoln Memorial, the reflecting pool, the Washington Monument, all the way up to the hill, the Capitol building perched on Capitol Hill. And you think to yourself, man, this is what America is all about. But what I realized was the best moments of freedom were not out the left side of the plane, because if you look out the right side of the plane, you would look over the Potomac River. You saw a lot of nondescript monuments arranged neatly over rolling hills in a place called Arlington National Cemetery. And it occurred to me that you can have the best 
Declaration of Independence in the world. You can have the best constitution in the world. But if you don't have people that are willing throughout all our history to stand up, put on that uniform, risk their lives, and in many cases, many instances, give that last full measure of devotion, then it isn't going to amount to very much. End quote. There was a time when the vast majority of Americans believed the same thing, even liberals. Several Democrats, lions of the greatest generation, were war heroes. George McGovern, Silver Star, Distinguished Flying Cross, World War II. Fritz Hollings, Bronze Star, World War II. John Glenn, six DFCs, World War II, Korea. Charlie Rangel, Bronze Star, Korea. Later in Congress, they would disagree with their Republican counterparts on the best future for the country, but they had helped to ensure that future. As boys, they had shared the same culture, admired the same military legends, George Washington, Davy Crockett, George Armstrong Custer, Teddy Roosevelt, Alvin York, and read the same books about them, and even the same films. Two steering war pictures became big hits in 1941, right before the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor. Sergeant York, starring All-American Gary Cooper, and They Died With Their Boots On, featuring Errol Flynn as a rather fanciful George Armstrong Custer. Both movies and others like them inspired millions of young men to leave their safe homeland and fight in enemy territory where many lost their lives. But that was long before Hollywood became Holly woke and began trashing soldiers as dysfunctional jerks. Soon enough, young people with no conception of conflict or history were assailing George Washington for having owned slaves or forcing the removal of an 80-year-old horseback statue of Teddy Roosevelt from the American Museum of National History because it featured a black man and an Indian on foot. Such woke lunacy was partly due to the cowardice and apathy of the baby boomers in failing to bequeath the values of their heroic fathers to their spoiled offspring and to confront the leftist academia brainwashing the leftist academia brainwashing them they literally left their children to their own devices the mobile kind with mindless videos addictive games and social media blather rather than showing them great patriotic art created for a larger screen these were films that depicted the true selflessness and courage of their fathers and grandfathers made by top auteurs who un- understood them John Ford, George Stevens, Frank Capra, and William Wilder, since they had witnessed the same war. That's good enough. So, yeah, what I find interesting is more or less that this sort of happened in the 70s, actually, starting out. Absolutely. Is that, um, Absolutely. And it was because of... Wait, can we, like, give it a standing Spectator.org. This happened in the 1970s because of Vietnam. Yes. Yes. And you don't see the parallel with Afghanistan creating a similar sentiment again. For, no, for his generation. No, to, no, you... You, you got to hear it from him. Guys hanging onto the planes as the planes are t- taking off, exact same... You no, couldn't. that decays his younger... his youngers of his generation. Right. Yeah. They are shot. They look at the world and they say, I ain't participating in that. Uh-huh. That's where you really get killed. Because you are 30. So the 18-year-old is getting smothered emotionally after seeing Afghanistan. 
No, no, he's not even seeing Afghanistan. He's doing TikTok. No, the not the him. kids are better informed than you would you think. You would think, yeah. I don't but think the so. kids That's, are pretty informed. Like, but you'd that, be surprised. That, the, I'll the say Biden, this. Like, my generation, people, when I was growing up, they didn't care at all until they had to enter the job market, uh-huh. and then they felt screwed over. Right. Like, they, they, but, they were very individualistic. But they whoever were like voted for Biden, adult, our age, their age, or the younger age, has now seen what the... Uh, cultural decay really looks like it starts they, at the top I, I mean my my, my my first insight into the war in Iraq and I can tell you was aside from seeing you know abstract pictures of tanks rolling around in the desert pulling down a statue of Saddam Hussein or marines kicking down doors with like no Jeez, violence black lives matter no, really no, took nothing, that one for granted nothing like that the first thing that i was seeing coming home was very kind of when I when I look at Vietnam, I'm very much shocked at how former generations don't talk about this. Like I'm shocked with my generation that we don't talk about the Iraq War impacting us the same way that we're not really talking about how Vietnam influencing. Where it's like it seems like we win, and then all we get are images of us committing wanton acts of violence and. For me, the well, first one that comes one to thing, mind. One thing let me about finish. One thing. Let me finish. Because the first casualty that I remember seeing was like just Marines throwing like dogs off cliffs. Yeah. Like so, yeah, to yeah, me, yeah, it was yeah, just no, like it, dogs to shut them. There was up. there like, was like a little puppy. Like they just threw a puppy off a cliff. There was a lot of and they recorded themselves doing it. So so to me, what, it's, as a as, as playtime, it was a funny to them. Yeah. So it's like to me, like when I think about war and when people talk about all this stuff in memorial. Like, I think about, like, a war that's necessary when you're defending yourself. Like, if someone comes into your land, you're defending yourself. Well, yeah, but that's, think, but that's too late. But what, what I saw, what a lot of, you know, the... You understand that that's too late for but America. But what your dissenters and your America generation... America does not want to be What invaded. the dissenters of your generation saw was that we are seeing pointless acts of barbarism for reasons we do not understand. Plus, you're seeing them live. We didn't get to see that. In Vietnam, they just gave us snippets in 60 minutes. I do remember watching um, the videos that Assange leaked. Yeah, but we didn't get that live. We got ABC News report, Channel 4, Channel 7, that's it. We didn't get to see Vietnam. Vietnam was a... a You saw it, I did it. I was was young. So I want to say, when you see people taking down statues of like Theodore Roosevelt, who I like a lot of stuff he did... But when there's a statue of him on a horse next to an Indian and a black guy, mm. what people like me who have, like, you know, watched the Iraq war... But he emancipated them. Hold on, no. Jesus. We, we, we see... Not Theodore Roosevelt. <laughs> well... You're thinking of Lincoln. Uh, no. Uh, when I say emancipation, I believe he was a man who was for their freedom. He was. He, and he, their advancement. No question. He was so very, it's an emancipation. He, he very, emancipation he is just good, one act. It's he was very good for whole, workers' rights and, and a lot and, of the and, stuff and, 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 and nature and the national yeah. parks. So it's like, but what, we, what I see, when I look at a statue like that, I am just reminded of this attitude of like, we come here, you know, it's a burden or it's an act of supremacy. White man's burden, yeah. one, one way or another, one way how we choose to decipher it or not, I am just given a vivid reminder of, of the violence that the, you know, the military commits. I am here. How see- about that our enemy commits against us, and then we, in retribution, we give it to them twice as hard. Well, like Iraq. That's that's where Iraq? you're. That's where you're schooling. <laughs> I, I, no, I, Iraq is something I don't see though. But it's like you know. Well, he was an. He was When we talk specifically about that statue, when it's black people and Indians or Native Americans, you know, some 
Okay, some prefer Indians, some prefer Native Americans. I'm I think I, I prefer, I'm say both. I prefer Braveheart. I I, I'm, I'm just going to say both. But it's like what I see is violence done on our soil. Right, like Theodore Roosevelt didn't even do anything with Indians, right? right. Like he didn't even he he made up a story about how he got into an encounter with one when he like no, ran he into like, another he, one group of guys on a hunting trip right, and he no, pointed he, the gun at them and they just like kind of ignored him. He, like you know he didn't even do that. But to me, that's what that statue symbolizes, which is like a history of that I frankly don't even relate to. Like, okay, you, so you how guys do, didn't even. So want how it. how do you explain how that same generation that taught you those things? Couldn't suppress Black Lives Matters from knocking down these statues. Why? Because it was an organized effort to defeat Donald Trump's presidency. It's, it's bigger. Well, than why, but that's, then that, that begs the question: What do these statues have to do with Donald? It's Trump? bigger than that. It's, 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 bigger, it's got nothing. It's, it's got nothing to do with all the statues. It's got all nothing. Of them. It's got nothing to do with As, Trump. Uh, you know, except for the there are cases where someone is so tyrannical his statue doesn't serve a purpose, but. All other statues, whether they're the Confederacy like, or I, the North, is to be able to tell a little boy this big who knows nothing about anything and be able to point to the statue and explain its history. I mean, I like Theodore Roosevelt for his time period. I, That's I, what statues are for. I, I, I think you asked pretty, the question. I think he was pretty That's what statues are for. Like, you know, but, honoring but when you're talking about like the one where it has like a Native American and a black man right next there, to him. You need to explain that. Looking up to him. That says something else. They're not. That, no, it they're doesn't. Not, they're, I don't it's think. It's called those, emancipation. Those people need they're to they're not. Be there. No, those, those two other people don't need to be there. Like you know, that's no not one true. wants to take down Lincoln. How Memorial. are you going to tell the sculpture? No, 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 the, no the, guy who, the guy who put up the statue, who was commissioned to do it, no, no, his no, artistic expression first goes of all, first. You can't. You, you're too smart to judge contemporary. But that's state-sponsored. You're it's too state sp- ah, That please. is, that you're is an endorsement. S- a lot of these no. statues that have come down in the South recently yeah. were erected during the Civil Rights Movement. Yes, you're right. So what do they stand for? Like that, That's my thing. I'm all for, you know, some sick, cool statue of Theodore Roosevelt, you know, on a horse Napoleon style, because I think that guy rocked for a lot of stuff he did, right? I'm not going to attest or reject to that. I'm not going to reject to the Lincoln Memorial. But, like, when I see a statue of, like, Lincoln bringing his hand down to the slaves, like, you know... It's called emancipation! It's, like, I'm just saying, like... Are you calling a hand down? If you think about it... Images mean something, If you think about it... Well, and also time time means something. If you have a... You have your your perception because you're not influenced by those who were honoring Lincoln at the time, because you don't quite understand the, the gist of it. I don't either, but I got a little bit more grasp of it than you do, in the sense that it was really, really, really hard yep. for Lincoln to cross the the uh, the white man's uh, ravine and say. These people are equal to us. They're no longer three fifths. So, what he wanted to do was end the tensions believe, of slavery that was pushed. But by you're forgetting people like Brown. You're, what the part you're not letting me finish is that the slave was eternally grateful for their freedom. the The monkey is off their back for generations. Remember, nothing you can say changes the fact that slavery in America was. Slavery in itself, there were less black slaves than there were white slaves of that time. There was more slavery of white people at the same time as there was slavery in the United States of black people. 
in the world. Slavery was very, very, very popular, very common. Yep. And that's just the harshest reality. Dr. Soul says it all the time, a black man, professor, who... I, Dominican I'm, Republic had abolished slavery before the founding of the United States. It doesn't matter. That's but it, it, it shows that, like, we want to talk about being better. That requires, like, reflection. Well, we're not talking about being better. We're talking about blacks being immune to the nasty diseases in the new world, and white people were dying. By Therefore, the way, they're not, they're not looking up. It's a very stirring, it's a very un- unifying, yeah, thank you. unifying yeah. statue. And that could easily be fixed if they're on horses, too. Only, only... And if they're, like... Re- only your generation. I, I, I would say, like, a statue like that would be easily fixed with two things, is that you each make them, like, a leader in their respective community. They are. And, they are. And, and, like, are they... Are, they are. Look at these guys. Are, Look at that black guy. Yeah, but is he like a named person in or fact, is he just a in black fact, guy? In fact, a named descendant stood in front of this you, statue. You, you look at that guy, you go, that, I'm sorry, Easy. that's a formidable... B- yeah, we marched together. Yeah, exactly. But uh, if, and if you also put them on horseback. No. no. Oh, please. What? You I, know, I, I, no, I, I, I I'm sorry. This is a fairly that's inoffensive not, statement. That, this is a fairly inoffensive statement. That's that's not, no, so, it's it's your projection. Yeah, exactly. That that's you, not you, the way things were. Yeah, you You discount... The, the, the commission, the politics behind we it, We used the to drink out of lead pipes. We used to smoke all the time. We used to drink ourselves right. to death. Yeah, we learn. We move forward. But you, so what are you going to do? There's mm-hmm. nothing condescending or superior. I'm that, just saying, I understand. Nothing. I understand nothing. It's the incredible. feelings about that statue. In fact, both of them are standing proud. They're, 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 they're amazing looking. Yeah. It's really sad if because, had a, because if, when you knock down statues, you've knocked down the history of those statues. If they had a Cuban there, nothing really I, I, I feel fine. I'm going to say it, I feel fine with knocking down like a Confederate general. Or Why? Because conf- then you lose sight of the loss. Because those wouldn't. people should not be rem- like heroized remotely. Uh, like, it, like, here's uh, the thing: if we're going to all lionize, not if you're from the if south, we're all going to lionize Lincoln in this room. Like, first off, like. You've probably held on to like computer equipment that has lasted longer than I used to have an Apple computer. You don't idolize Lincoln? What? You don't idolize Lincoln? No, I said I do. What I'm saying is that you've probably held on to computer equipment <laughs> that has lasted longer than the Confederacy. The Confederacy was like three, four years maybe. Yeah. And it was like these were people who attacked the United States. Yeah. They attacked it. Yeah. With, yeah. They You're stormed right. And we needed three constitutional right. amendments. But, 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 but the, and they, they, and they lost. But the attack, but, 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 but the conflict was built, was simmering for a lot longer than three and to five years. And guess what? Like the, the South. The, the conflict was pretty much. Here's the thing. If you want to say, listen, here, here's the truth, because I've read the journals of Thomas Jefferson, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, these people were spooked. Yeah. You know, forgive the word. <laughs> oh, that was a pun of all puns. They, 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 they were Nobody s- would even know that word. That, I they, they, I'm, they, I'm that's very good. I'm impressed they, 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 they Let me, better words, they were scared after seeing the Haitian Revolution, yeah. which some argue went overboard okay. after they started killing, like, all the middle-class yes. white families. Yes. So... A lot of white people in the South who were very, very vicious, like extremely inhumanely vicious to the slaves, and were extremely vicious to people who tried to escape. Right. right? It was a brutal culture of, you know, a sort of tyranny. There's no and argument. And they were afraid when these agitators from the North were coming down, right. you know, trying to stir up trouble. Right. They were afraid, like, hey, listen, what's going to happen to us is that we're going to end up like, you know, the French and Haiti. They're going to come and kill us all. Because here's the thing. Film guy, first major there blockbuster. W- there, w- there was a sentiment. Yeah. First major birth of the nation. Yes. Birth of a nation. Yeah. Like this was a fear embedded into this psyche of this culture. 
And well, just like the stuff that that you're saying is embedded in your brain but, but too. It, but it goes that what you're, now. Remember, there was a sentiment of the the nasty barbarism of Indians during. Fifty years later, during Andrew uh, Andrew Jackson, what he's saying goes back. I mean, that sorry, kind, fifty years earlier. That kind of fear of the other goes back to ancient. It goes to Bible days, you know. But the United States is uh, to all of like everything that I could criticize. Uh, one of the things I like about the states is that we truly try to become from a the, pluralistic society from the beginning. And, from the know, beginning, we work on these things, perfecting yes. our union. Yes. Yeah. I, if it wasn't for like the actions of you know um, FDR. You know, that that's like the reason that Italian Americans I'll tell you something. The reason Italian Americans are defensive over the erection of the statues about Christopher Columbus yeah. is because Christopher Columbus was kind of added to the American pantheon, the American story, as saying like look, yeah, Italians the founding have, of America. Uh, that, yeah, 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 yeah. Like that that's what he means to Italian Americans. And it's because, art. And it's yeah, art he, also. He brought them he kind of brought Italian Americans out of a more like, you know, I want to say discriminated white sure. group of people. No, absolutely. So right. it's like I see this as a. And they were quite of, brown, actually. <laughs> they see them as brown, but yeah. like yeah. Sicilians. Yeah. I, yeah, I was brown. I'm brown, so I can say that. <laughs> yeah, so it's like you know, like this this whole like luckily we're a democracy, uh-huh. and we get to fix our mistakes and like reinvent our stories and discuss this and move past it. So for me, it's. I see that there are certain aspects of the American story which, like, no, we, we can hold on to that. I like it that we were founded by Enlightenment thinkers. Yeah. I like that Thomas Paine or was got to put in his little input into the founding of it. Yes. I like that Benjamin Franklin was a weirdo, kind of a sex pervert in <laughs> France who hung out with... They, like, they were human. They were more Who hung out with, like, a prude, like, you know, um, John Adams, right. right? Like, that, to me, is what I like about America because it's the story about... Different people working together. Humanity, yes. absolutely right. And yeah, we're the all-star team of the Western world. <laughs> it just happened. It just happened. Yeah, it just happened to have a bunch of the right guys at the right time. That that is an amazing and well-read and quite philosophical. Uh, absolutely right. So, so to me, it's like when I hear this conversation about the statues and the way they're phrased, and even the most agnostic of them still believed in God. If Jefferson, yeah, there are a lot of people who weren't church-going founders who yet believed that the moral purpose was. To give people equal say in front of the in front of the law and in, in front of the courts because it was right by God, meaning the rights came from Him, not from government, and that was the major experiment. Everybody else was getting their rights from kings and it's monarchs. A, it, it's a it's a tapestry. You can't you can't pull out one thread without removing the thread from the earlier. You no, know, I, I I don't want to pull at the threads when I, when I get like concerned about like. Going back to earlier, yeah, the way I've seen the school boards in Florida change, it's because oh, don't go there. We they, can start a whole yeah, other no, they, show. they had to change because these are central. They parts haven't of our changed. They just we gotten worse. Understand things like if we don't hear everybody's story, and if we don't like, like, listen, if you want me to say no. this, if you want me to say this, I'll say I don't always agree with every it's marginalized group's take on everything. There's a difference between propaganda and it's education. It's kind of hard for us to believe that. Or a, me to believe the, that. No, no, a, and, I, and I understand it, but like, I want to understand how other groups have been incorporated into the American You don't. Story. No one is denying that or removing that. There's a difference between propaganda and education. What the kids were getting was 
and propaganda, sexual propaganda, racist propaganda. You know, books like uh, uh, you know, whatever. Kendi, what's it, what's the guy's name? Ema- the CRT freak. Yeah, yeah. Let's just, just the, call him that. Yeah, it was it. Uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, Let's just call him Kuta Kinde. From, yeah, what, from, whatever. It, 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 it's pathetic, and kids, and and the gender and the pronoun stuff. Would, you know, no, no kid should have to just go completely through. No the kid should have to go. Th- no kid should have to look at a, uh, go to the library and see you know two two guy you know a, a, an adult and a kid. Have. Now, also another thing that I guarantee you, there are no pedophile books. <laughs> You'd be surprised. No, 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 You'll like, find it. The, 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 let's be frank. The people who've been holding on to like that—that's like antiquity. That, yeah. That's like Plato. Yeah. Plato's the one who's talking about pedophilia. Yeah, no, they absolutely that, right. That, 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 okay, <laughs> fine. We acknowledge that's part of the human experience. <laughs> so, but a I don't child, think that's what they were teaching you kids. They're not your, teaching kids Plato. The basic the reality is simple. And it's they not could, yeah, they could say that Plato and Socrates was gay, and like you know, that, hey, Napoleon was that, gay too. That's so what? Edu- that's I don't know if Napoleon was gay. Napoleon, uh, yeah, he was. He was. No, he, Napoleon's lovers were very. He was married, they, they but, just, but he, the Napoleon's like, he had women lovers. That he had affairs with were very detailed yeah, about his. Yeah, guilt. no, he wasn't gay. Yeah, no. Yeah, he wasn't gay. My butt, he wasn't gay. Okay. Excuse that Napoleon. pun. We're not going to argue about Nicole, <laughs> Napoleon's. No, we'll be switching places, obviously. Um <laughs> what what I what what you have to understand is from a parent standpoint, you don't give your children to an institution which has failed miserably because that is the that's the failure of the public school system. It's failed miserably. To on top of that, expose them to sexuality, hatred, and not empowerment. Right. The only thing the school must do by obligation is to develop people, skills, and empower them to succeed. There is no other reason for schooling. So here's the thing. Here, Here's the thing that I might actually agree with. Imagine if you're a gay kid, having to know the history of gay civil rights is empowering to you. Learning about Martin Luther King or Malcolm X, if you're a black kid, is empowering. Like, you know, learning about your people's Who, history in the United States is empowering. But nobody, nobody disagrees with that. Well, I do disagree with uh, if a non-gay person is teaching gay stuff to gay kids, then that person's not qualified. For, I don't know what for, you're saying. for what he's saying, so it can't possibly uh, be empowering. Uh, education is not the issue. There's nothing wrong with education. About learning about everything, yeah, maybe the queer stuff. Well, maybe, I, maybe. I, I, I believe you're 100 percent wrong. Okay, everything about education is wrong. There's not a damn right. thing. Now, I'm not this. talking about the system. I'm talking about the philosophy. Okay, now. I'm, I will I will remove my comments from the world of medicine and the world of engineering and chemistry. The hard sciences. The stuff. The that hard stuff, sciences. I must say, obviously is working. We're finding cures to stuff. You got Elon Musk out there. Yeah, that can, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I'm you happy the to great, see that you you're got, not throwing away all of the accomplishments of the Enlightenment. Yes. You know, there's parts <laughs> of education that are really have no choice but to be thorough. And I like to think that tomorrow's doctors won't pass their medical exams with you know uh, what's it called GPT GBT that I fear because the next generation is really 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 cutting corners and they've given them technologies they could literally pass the board with GBT chat GBT and that's a real fear for them I'll be dead but well, when lawyers start passing their exams their bar exams with G, chat GBT no, they're, they're, yeah, they're, we're, we are officially in the android world and that's right now. Wow. And if you guys don't straighten yourselves out in terms of 
realizing that we can't help you even though we screwed you? That'll be that'll be his kid's problem. It, yeah, he has a very tough time, and I have a tough time admitting it. My generation of parents will go down in history. I don't want to hear your comment. You don't have kids. We'll go down in history as the worst parents in our modern time. I just said that in my piece. Yes. Okay. We have done, we've made so many mistakes, and one of the biggest mistakes we've made is we've ignored, we've been blind to facts, and that's something that C.S. Lewis, who was a doubter that God exists, At says. First, yeah. He says that one of the cruelest things that... I mean, you had no reason to. Huh? Like... The baby boomer. We got hit so fast. We got hit so fast. I'll tell you what happened to us. We got hit so fast with the the conversion of certain freedoms and technology that damaged us through the television that is now coming through the phone. So you guys are screwed. I got screwed by the TV. You got screwed by the the cell phone. No, I got screwed by the computer. Let's be accurate. Well, the phone. Well, because it's right here. Yeah, internet. I agree. The the computer and then the phone because they came. They didn't come at the same time. But more or less. What but I we have a serious problem uh, articulating virtues to our children. That is what keeps the fabric of a nation to together. Hear, it's virtue. Like do you want me to hear like someone from the greatest generation? Yes. Because you and Gen X had no virtues, like to your benefit and like to your detriment. The baby boomer and Gen X, like. You guys made really. Which really, one am I again? You're boom. You're a boomer. I'm a boomer. Yeah, and like those generations. Does that include us, uh, spit Cubans or no? Yeah, we're boomers too. We're Americans. Yeah, yeah. But very much like the. Because you weren't. You were born over there. The world that here. you guys in, born in Cuba. Yeah, and I was born here. Oh, I didn't the, know that. The world that you guys. So inherited, I'm a zoomer and you're a boomer. <laughs> the world that you guys inherited, I could not imagine like a weirder world where there is only like two political powers to speak of which is Russia and America, mm-hmm. and then China coming up in the corner, right. where it was like, you guys inherited a super powerful economy from your parents pretty much. Right. Demolish- Hard work. Sweat. Demolishing every other competing empire. Right. Where you guys did not understand like what labor is. You didn't understand... Um, no, we understood what union under- was. We, He's got a good point. You didn't understand what philosophy was, more or less. And then when Gen X came about... They were like, well, is this the only world that we can ever know? Like, I think the pivotal Gen X movement to describe what men went through was Fight Club. And the big the big line in Fight Club, long story short, it's about a guy who, spoilers, he invents a super macho man version of himself who starts, like, a fight club who, like, you know, hooks up with all of the hottest chicks and then turns into a domestic terrorist. Um, all with like this uh, all in one screenplay. Yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> it was a, supposed to be. It was supposed to be the the book for the the movie for the. Uh, so the book is better than the movie for a certain generation. It didn't catch on though. I mean, um, people, wasn't it the Brad Pitt movie? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the the very the the thing that motivates the men in this book is that a lot of all of us. This is the line is like all of us have caught on that we're not going to become you know movie stars, super successful, and we are very <coughs> pissed. So it, it feels like what's happened more or less within my lifetime. And some people call me crazy for it because it's kind of exciting as someone who's interested. Well, you know, my generation would say that we'd all go insane if we weren't all crazy. I mean, I'm kind of excited that it's like it feels like the world has returned. This idea of like 
who was it that said there is no... What, what do you call that world? The, the like, Margaret the, Thatcher. The Margaret Thatcher the world. The like, like, like world. The Margaret Thatcher world of there is no alternative. <sighs> that is gone. The horizon is endless. Like, we are free again. And it is terrifying. People did not realize that freedom is actually kind of scary. Did you I believe that? that's, I believe that's a profound it. statement. I, I, I feel like, you know, reactionaries such as yourselves would understand that. Well, the point <laughs> I really wanted to, the point I wanted to reiterate is I think my generation's biggest mistake was interpreting our parents' discipline from, uh, uh, we rejected that, so we became <laughs> our kids' friends. And that's a Big, big mistake. Sure. I would just say electing Ronald Reagan, but okay. What? Oh, what, please. What, 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 Ronald Reagan, what? What is Ele- it? Like electing it's Reagan not a good. It's not like a good. It's mistake. not a. Um, to bring that into the conversation isn't really appropriate. <laughs> well, because he, he, he wasn't really known as a very but, fatherly. Well, what, Reagan, what I feel Reagan kind of exemplified was like. Well, you brought him into the conversation yeah, for no yeah. reason. No, no, no. He's no, not, no, fine. I, I, he's, I, not, no. he's not famous for a fatherly instinct. No, great, but, but the, he, he's famous for, you know, this reinvention of the American psyche. Saving of, America. Of us as the good guys, as the world, as the outsiders. He was the right. original and, Make and, America and you, Great Again. He was right. Yeah, and you pulling yourself up by your bootstraps. Correct. That is the only reality. Right. Where this is like ultimately leads up into make money. No. Like making money was the only world no. that Reagan no, no. introduced to us. No, no. You can no. go on, though. That's not true. That's not true. No, he, he he was he was the he's a perfect reform Democrat. Exactly what who was realized how sick his political party ex- was and ex- left it. Exactly what was needed and how and he saved America, which is falling apart again. But we had that. He, he was the greatest good president. We had if that. You ask me. Like, we had that. Pe- the, he, well, he, he would have been. He would have been. He, he would have had a much more successful presidency. If it wasn't for so many American communists that controlled the House and the Senate while he was president, he, was still, he still was the most successful. Yeah, it's a feeling. It's a feeling. He was thing. still the most successful president of all. I, I would agree. I would yeah, agree. Yeah. Like he was the most successful guy. Yeah, he completely yeah. changed everything. Yeah, yep. he got the for Gordon the better. Gek. He represented the Gordon Geckos, the, and he eased all of the anxieties of the contradiction of the American project. Even he, though he didn't pass one, he budget. didn't represent the Gordon Geckos. He didn't represent he, them. His, his job was a corporate sp- yeah. spokesperson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah. yeah. Hey, you got you to admit, he was... <laughs> you, you should, you should, his job was a corporate spokesperson you should re- forgetting yeah, in the politics. Yeah, so what? You should read. You should read books about Reagan. You should read his writings. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, like you can be pro. Por- the real pro genius behind Reagan like, was those that fr- was his background. The like, real, was, the real genius was the speechwriters. <laughs> How is that a problem? I don't get it. Yeah, in a capitalist society, that it cannot be. Bef- a problem. You know what he was before? E- wait, you know what he was before that? Who's the GE CEO who considered change? Who was like considered like the big figure who changed everything? But more or less, like. My generation reads about, like, you know, what being loyal to a company meant back in the day. It sounds, like, insane. Like, they would look out for you. They would supply. They would look out for your whole career. Like, just stick with us, and we'll make sure you grow. And retire you. And retire. Yeah. But, like, the capitalism that we've You know who blew that, though? What? Don't blame it on Reagan. You know who blew that? FDR blew that by no, no, turning no, no, no. the United States into a life insurance company with Social Security. So what's wrong with it that? It ruined be- the country. Be- being a life insurance company that you're putting something into, that you're working Not for, the government. it's a better promise. Not the it's government. It's a better promise than Big when mistake. we turn around with Reagan. Big ass That it's mistake. like everybody gets dropped by hostage. Talk about hostage taking. Ask Lou if he was to lose his Social Security. Yeah, He's half the American yeah, no, that he F- would have been. FDR was a disaster for America. Oh, dude, yeah. he single-handedly saved this country. No, he, no, didn't. he didn't. This country he would have never become the world prominent power. Please. No, he didn't. Truman, Truman would have been done the same thing. The only thing. reason that I'm not an anti-like... 
oh, America's never done anything good. Is like because I see the direction that it kind yeah, of yeah. You love social security. You gonna get five FDR nickels from? Made this country like salvageable. No. Please. What happened no. afterwards? No. Oh my god. No, he was he was. He was I must admit that when he finally entered the war, I must admit that the American enterprise pretty much and uh, they embraced the embraced his. They were his demeanor they were, and really retrofitted our economy to make tanks. But he still, I, I remember watching so many 1950s movies. If you were the enemy of the United States, you had to be impressed with how we came no, out no, no, and no, cranked out no planes. Kidding, but, but that wasn't FDR. That would happen under anybody. I mean, I'm, uh, any any anybody other. Well, remember, who do you sir, think cornered Japan into bombing Pearl Harbor? What? He cornered Japan into bombing Pearl Harbor. He got elected four times in a row. He made people believe in we the know, project. We know. We know. You yes. guys had to put in term limits so nothing this good would ever happen again. I'm it was a disaster. So sh- I'm, not, I'm not so sure. <laughs> do we get the blame for term limits or no? Yeah, you do. It, it, did it we have that right, much majority back thing. then? It, no. it was, yeah, yeah. It was a right no, thing. It's, thing. It, and it, it's, it's the it, funny uh, thing. It's Democrats. Democrats are now pulling out their hair and crying every single time Trump talks about getting rid of term limits. But term limits... Was like a right wing invention after a popular left wing president. Right? No, no, he no, he's completely right. But he was a, he was a disaster. He did okay but, but in the we war. We know that to be a fact. He may or may not have influenced Japan to bomb. The, no, that was a king. That, that was, was an a emperor. bunch of different conditions. That was so, an emperor. It wasn't FDR. Remember, the Chinese probably pushed the Japanese into that yeah, war. Are you that, yeah, because yeah, they had invaded Japan China. Was, China was a barely was, like okay. If you want to know what motivates the Chinese. Like, the Chinese are obsessed with the part of their history called uh, the century of humiliation, right? Where every single empire got in, right? The Japanese, the Americans, the Russians. French. The French, the English, right? Like, they pretty much had this whole thing garnered for them. So, for, like, the Chinese were at no point, like, a really stable country. They were, like, Mexico. That's correct. So it's like China was in no position to be a threat to. They Japan wanted, at all. but Japan, Japan had invaded China before Pearl Harbor to take it, to take to it, take it. But they couldn't hold it, so they entered this war, in this man to to, to maintain the emperor's throne, and it turned out no, we did no. The emperor no, had no, to no, step no, down no. We after cut that. Off their oil supply. The point well, is, well, we, we use we methods. Cut off, we cut off their oil supply, so <coughs> not 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 that black and white. Not that black. We 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 pre- we made, put America pressure. wanted to really punish Japan. We after put pressure. The rape of Nanking. Well, yeah. that was a great segue from what we started and how we finished. It's six o'clock, so we're going to end it no, here. No, we have Thirty more minutes. We stop at six thirty now. Yeah. Oh, the union. You you two <laughs> you two <laughs> signed that deal. All right. I know we've been doing that since I've been here. Yeah, yeah, we've been doing that. That's the new thing. It's six thirty. Oh my! I thought there was a strike. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Uh, no, so it, I'm humble. We, 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 we cut off their petroleum no, no, supplies, no, 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 so no, they bombed. No, 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 no. We didn't. We didn't cut them off. There was a lot of geopolitical skullduggery going on. I mean, why not? Like, yeah. here's the thing. It's but like, here, but if me, you ask me, the good guys won in World War Two, of course, unequivocally. Yeah. Like I've studied fascism in depthly yes. to tell you it's even. Okay, so now now you said that. Why didn't the Germans entice the Japanese to bomb Merrill Bull? Pearl no, Harbor. But because they, America was sitting f- on like fat stacks of moolah. They, they were getting all of the money but from why, all of these other uh, countries. Give me a reason why Germany wasn't. Germany had its own problems. We were but buying from you the Germans. Tell me Germany. Germany's a little, Germany's a little tiny country. Okay, but why do you say. <laughs> so you're telling me that Germany had nothing to nothing do with. Nothing to do with the Pacific. No. 
Nothing. Nothing to do with the Asian Pacific. Yeah, it got us into the war. No, there no, were no. two. Di- there were two different elements. Americans were pretty sympathetic to Germany. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, would, that, that was our delay of getting in. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, we didn't know if you if you follow the movie business, you know, you'd release a movie and you'd actually change it for the German market. Yeah, all the way up to Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor just you know screwed the Germans. Who was that guy Durante who uh, who was selling? Nazi, beautiful Nazi heroic stories for the New York Times. Uh, well, that was Jimmy uh, Durante, wasn't it? The New York not Times Jimmy was really sympathetic Will to Nazi Durant. Germany. Yeah, absolutely. They, they were, they were. And uh, they were owned by Jews at the time, but, weren't but they? But yeah, no. It was, know, they were probably like, you know, making money. Because remember, Germany managed to impress the international community. I should say Hitler specifically. By making it safe for foreign investors. Did you ever see that, did you ever see that Star Trek episode? Uh, yeah, I did. That... that See that was a brilliant episode. It's a you know it's a the crew ends up in the Nazi planet. You know the the, the three of them Spock McCoy and they're looking for they're looking for Kirk's old mentor teacher who taught him everything about history and they keep talking about the Fuhrer and when he finally sees a picture of the Fuhrer it's his old mentor. Oh, and at the and at the end of it. You know, and he's all drugged up like Biden. You know, he's like just he's like a zombie. And Hitler, yeah, yeah. H- Hitler would tweak back and forth because he was right. on meth. And 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 finally, the guy's dying, and Kirk says, "You know, why, John? Why? Why Germany? The coolest, the most evil. The <laughs> why? Because you know, he had brought. You know, why was this planet like Germany? Because Kirk's old history teacher had taught him about Germany." You know, oh, okay. I taught him, and 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 it became Nazi, and and he says why, and and Gill says John Gill says, the you know the most efficient economic recovery system yeah. in his, you know, and he goes. But that's the line I remember the most <laughs> in he, that episode. Yeah, yeah. He, he was right. Uh, Germany was beaten. Dis- Spock says it. Beaten, destroyed, wrecked. And in ten years, they were threatening the world. <laughs> yeah, you mean from uh, World War One to from World War One to World War Two? Yeah. Yes. And 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 again, I, and I go who again? This is my department because I'm a fiction writer. Also, go who comes up with this brilliant you know concepts? You know, from going from our arguments to actually a story. You know. No, well, and, and and the and the, longe- and the, uh, the livelihood and lo- and the the length of the Star Trek episodes. Yeah. Well, for you to understand what makes the early Star Trek fun is just imagine like they just got these guys in these like one like weird space captain costumes yeah and they're like oh man what are we going to do right <laughs> and they looked at all of the other like studio departments and all the other props lying around and they were like uh Indian <laughs> episode uh Nazi episode uh Rome episode that that's early Star Trek well but but yeah but the writing of it was, it was so good su- it was, was so, so good I mean yeah you know d- uh, yeah, anyway. yeah. Uh huh. So what? You're gonna write? A, uh, you're gonna write again about Star Trek? No, I mean it may it may come up. I, I don't watch Modern Trek. So no, I, I don't watch. Modern. I did. I I was out on the Next Generation. No, I, I can't believe that you missed out on some good stuff. Yeah, I, you missed out on some good stuff. Yeah, DS Nine was DS Nine is one of my favorite sci-fi shows. Yeah, I don't ever. like it. What's DS Nine? Deep Space Nine. It's although, a, although, so, although, okay. But he, let me explain this. Like. You guys well, you got to start from the beginning. So, Deep Space Nine is about a colony called Deep Space right. Nine, right? The Federation. And it's, it's, no, it's former Cardassian, and Cardassians are pretty much like, ima- like the Klingons were kind of like you know warrior guys, but the Cardassians are pretty much just like pure evil. They're space Nazis, right? <laughs> and like 
you know, and they occupied this planet of Bajor, right? And it's about kind of, and it was very notable for my having my favorite captain in the first black captain, Cisco. Yeah. And Cisco is the guy who's like put in charge of the station. But the Federation station. It's it's now Federation. Yeah. It's now yeah. Federation. Yeah, 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 no, I know. And what's really interesting is that this station with Bajor is a hotbed of like Intrigue. ethnic. It's Casablanca. Ethnic conflict. It's kind of. Yeah. Um, and it's a hotbed of ethnic, like, um, you know, with conflicts. alien species, conflicts. And, you know, and it's kind of like about having to, because I think what you would appreciate as someone being a little more conservative is that it doesn't always take the Nandy Pamby, like, uh-huh. liberal way out yeah. that, like, the next generation does. No, like, it also oh, had the, sci- the sci-fi effects yeah, yeah. of it. Yeah, you know, cheap 90s on television effects. But, like, what's really interesting is that, like, it really gets down, you know, because usually the big thing in Star Trek is that, like, people are like, no, I'm not going to kill anybody. <laughs> and they have a way out. But, like, what's interesting about DS9 is that they're really hard moral dilemmas that they have to solve. And it, I'm reminded in, like, just... Name one. Easily. First episode, there's a planet nearby still in Cardassian territory of Federation people, and they can't go get them, right? And the Cardassians are like... We're going to stomp these people out because they're doing, like, you know, terrorism against us. They are resisting us, right? And Cisco is, like, going and he's trying to mediate with someone who's actually one of his former close friends, knee-deep in Cardassian territory. And he's like, you gotta stop this, you gotta stop this. And then when he's, like, alone, because, you know, the Federation's telling him, stop this because we don't want a war. Right. So, but when he's alone, he just completely changes and he's like... Everyone in the Federation has it so good that they don't know what it's like sometimes to like live in a struggle anymore. Uh-huh. And that's kind of like uh-huh. what I his want. epiphany. Yeah, no, well, no, it's, but it's, he's it's how a, he secretly feels. Yeah. But that's not his job. Yeah. Oh, I get it. But so that's what's like. So now is that is that like a voiceover? You know, how the does cap- the audience it's know? Captain. It's the TV show. So he actually says it. He actually yeah. says it. He says he's it not somebody. like thinking in the back of his no, head. No, no, no. He says it to someone else. But that's what's really so great about like. Star Trek kind of in DS9 is that like it's a lot more of like the uncomfortable thought experiments of politics like the way we talk about history like sci-fi is often an allegory for that and what's most interesting is that like you know you have the planet Bajor who is like really kind of backwards they're really really backwards but they really have a just reason to struggle against the Cardassians however but like a big thing that the Federation is struggling with you know because they're a bunch of like 24th century socialist liberals who are all enlightened is just having to deal with these like people who are now finally free and going to celebrate their completely backwards culture. Wow. It's like a big thing in that show and it's so super do you, interesting. Do you, do you wonder sometimes, ask yourself, you, Alejandro, do you ask yourself how you connect dots on the historical plane using these movies? I mean, that's how I came to understand it Because you up. do it too. Well, you you know you Andrew Breitbart. Yeah. And you know what he said, you, his most famous quote. You walk toward the fire? No. Or let them call you racist? Nope. <laughs> Politics is downstream from culture. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. You, know, you can win Congressman B, Senator A and get nowhere as we're seeing from the from the the uh, budget agreement with uh, this ridiculous, uh, you know, fifty but, billion. Yeah, that's it. Was knocked right, off right, the budget. Right. What out? Uh, but it drives people. It drives. The we es- are so. We're such a racket. 
it drives the. We really have no. We have no. Uh, it's great to we can go twenty minutes on this, but yeah. to see that McCarthy really has no leverage. No, none, none, none. All he can do is look a little bit good, and guess what? Biden did him a favor. Yeah, yeah. He negotiated with him. He didn't even have to. I, really. I keep telling you guys, Democrats love the West Wing. Behind the room talking stuff. They live. Bro, they embarrass us again. The, uh, and you guys see it as humiliation, which is so interesting. It is humiliation. You know, I told you, I've, I've written a West Wing pilot, yeah. right? And, well, uh, masses of trillions of dollars in debt with all we can shave off is fifty billion. I mean, come on. Well, anyway, the 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 the, the point is, yeah, it does. It, it's such a disingenuous thing, but he he, he meets you guys halfway. No, what's really sad is that Americans are in a place where they can't afford this anymore, and they voted for poverty. They've successfully voted for poverty. They've never given a 60 cent. Do we have to go over, um, like, even Jon Stewart, the the by the media funny man, has, like, openly talked to, like... I think the he head gets of the funding at the Pentagon, a, like so much, so much money that has just disappeared from the Pentagon budget yeah. that they have actually lost through audits. Like there's just no. But we voted for that. We voted for the hundred billion to the Ukraine. Thing that we should be cutting. If when we really voted for Joe Biden, we voted for hundred billion to go to the Ukraine. So of course, seventy-five million gold goes out the window here. A billion goes out the window there. Buddies were paid off. Uh, the, the the industrial military complex gets to get rid of all their old stuff. The point is they spent want it on Ukraine so they can get new stuff. They later. want you talking about that. Uh, war they is want, a racket. They, I agree. They want you. War enter- is a racket. A racket. A racket. They want you entering that vortex. Another and- person who I want to shout out for Memorial Day is General Four Star Marine General Smeedley Butler. Please tell us why he wrote a book called War Is a Racket, and he <laughs> was um, offered money by. Um, a bunch of companies such as Goodyear Tire, um, I think J.P. Morgan, that, that's the bank, right? Yes, yes. And he was offered money to take retired veterans and overthrow FDR. And he outed this to the press, and, you know, mainstream press mocked him and called him, like, bananas, like a conspiracy theorist, you know. Oh, when have we heard that? Especially because he was struggling with um, an alcohol addiction throughout his life. However, investigations later showed... That this attempted fascist coup was actually planned. in the works. Out was actually in the works. I'm going to write. Um, uh, you, you guys talk. I'm going to write a list of movies, like like homework for Alejandro. <laughs> One of which you will have to have seen by next week. We should have like a movie podcast on the side, so we don't take up poor man's time. What you just said, yeah. No, uh, you know, I'm 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 poor now, so uh, you know, I got Joe Biden, so I'm poor okay. of mind. Horror of heart. Uh, I find AI. Uh, I, 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 really Joe threatening Biden is my the children. Than I expected of presidents. What? Yeah. Say it again. Joe Biden is the better than I, I expected I of can't, presidents. I can't. I can't. Please, I, that. I, yeah, I can't. I can't. Is that to blow this guy out of I the can't room take, or what? Just when I, just when I think that this guy's got something don't, going, don't, he don't list out something any, that's ridiculous. My standards for presidents are so low. <laughs> don't list. I, I, I have like a. You, you know, see how a generation for, for, for actually first, prefers first, poverty? First, first was like Obama. You guys have no Obama idea what Obama prosperity like, means. Obama wanted to be liked. He wanted to protect his legacy at all costs. And he didn't. And he would only do like two good things, I would say he maybe did. What good things? Um, opening up with Cuba. By uh, having a beer with with Raul, is that it? And he made him look bad. You guys should be happy about that. No. Uh, no. He did, look ha- he did no. make... Real- oh, yes, In he fact, did. if Trump had been... Re- if, well... 
If, uh, if Trump did, had been did re-elected, I ever share with you guys? Things were going. Things. His crew. Did I ever share with you guys? And then I the had, only forty-five seconds of Obama's presidency that was productive. Keep on talking. They and, seem like oh, I can find yeah. it. And then there was a. Uh, Bush Jr., who I remember just tanking the housing market. Uh, That's not, not re- true. Not responding to Katrina. That's not true. You're it right. It's more, no. it's more to blame on Clinton. You're right. Uh, Graham Rudman <laughs> Act. We've already talked about that. Glass, I, I would say Glass. And this, what was the sister? What was the sister? That was what was repealed. I'm not going to. Re- I'm not going to defend either any of okay, them. Okay, wait. Uh, you know, but what Clinton was what was lost in? The Graham-Rudman Act, because that's the name they gave it. There was a sister law that uh, I th- that ha- that has serious implications on the Community Reinvestment Act that Jimmy Carter had come up with. They added something to it that caved Bush's economy because it blew up in his face. And you're going to tell me that your list is so long that you have to tear the page in order to give it to him? If you guys want to... Uh, hear, this is three movies that you have to see. If you guys want to... Watch it at my house. I'll be glad to MC it. Woohoo! I want popcorn buttered <laughs> you twice. Get it. Double popcorn buttered. <laughs> One of those by next week. And then there was Trump who was like inspiring like fights on the street on like a month. Get him out of here! Get him out of here! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he almost blew up. He kind of sped what I thought would have been tensions that would have happened like 10 years later to happen immediately under <laughs> his presidency. Well, yeah, he he he, uh, he stirred the pot. Cause, so, because the only way to st- the only way to deal with the left is to stir the pot, because they've created a total mess. Trump, of, Trump was good. I love this world that you guys live in that we hold so much power. I really love it. I wish I lived in it. Well, <laughs> I really, you know, I, mean, I really, really wish there was a strong, not so predominant much, American left. Unfortunately, because "Make America Great Again" has to be popular among us all, including the poor. Why the poor doesn't want to be prosperous is beyond me. And that's all his four years was. Very prosperous times. I, I would love to see liberals defend social democracy unabashedly. Why? But we don't. I, we, we don't because get that it's on a failure. As an economic system, it's a failure. It's the one that brought up this country. No, it, it was. Social democracy did it, not. And no it group, bankrupted no the country. No group that aside from like inherited wealth. I want you to understand something. You're so broke. My generation has broke your generation, broke you in half. Yeah, I, and I, once I you're invaded by, because like, you're destroy, not fighting by destroying the social no, safety the, net. No, the social safety you net is half the of the freaking budget. Half you guys of the U.S. Have been talking bu- about cutting this you for guys, decades. You have to. That has to be. That has to be in the conversation. You guys have to wean yourself off. There was a uni- what we did to you. There was a unifying spirituality, and you know it was wrong. That, that that no longer exists. So talking about this and that. No, and but it's worse now because the percent of poverty in this country has grown. But but this but but the who, and for the wrongest reasons, it's real ineptitude now. If you're poor in this country and you don't even want to get to the middle class. That says that the fabric has been seared, torn, ripped apart, the zipper's broken, everything is gone, and it started with the social safety net. It was a false sense of security. It's the saddest damn Yo, poverty reality. was so intense around the 1900s. Right now it is. You know, you know about the John Birch Society. Oh, right? my God. Their the goal John. was to reestablish, in there his were own nobody's words, then, a there nobody's now. poverity. And this is like one of the intellectual John godfathers Society, of the modern right wing. I've been hearing John Birch BS for the longest time. 
and they were representative five five percent of our party period, and they were quite frankly quite physically conservative, so they weren't that much of a damage that you claim them to be social. Yeah. You're Welfare. right. The, the, kind of right the kind of right-wingers like the John Birch Society who are probably endorsing candidates like Barry Goldwater, these guys are warning us that about was how... The be that was the beginning of the end right there. Well, Barry Goldwater was warning us about how far to the right Reagan's cohorts were. Barry Goldwater was telling us that the Civil Rights Act of 1964 was going to ruin the country because there was no incentive to work and be productive in exchange for welfare benefits. Five generations later, five generations of welfare, and now that brain, this generation, is smushed. I mean, people are talking about hustle all the time. And like you, go, I know you guys are. All the influencers talk about hustle. Here's, here's <laughs> what's missing: the John Adams quote, and I wanted to get it exactly right. Our Constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. Because and they were we created, you know we why they created that? that government. Because they were terrified of like no, the peasantry were, of the country. No, they no, were terrified they of these people. They, no, these, they were educated. Who was it? Was it Hamilton that referred to them as like a beast? Let me look that up. Of of who who was a beast? The American public. Yeah, no, they weren't. No, they, they weren't. No way. You might find they, it. I, I'm going to double check that. They were not terrified of the American. Hamilton public. was famous for doing some uh, for saying some really odd stuff. Right. However, that. That like consumption tax. The, he the, wanted that no, way before the, the income pre, tax. Okay? Pre, pre, yeah. The, biggest problem we have in this they country. Were, they were, Second biggest problem. They were spiritual, educated, you know, biblical and philosophical geniuses. And many of them self-taught. Yeah. No, well, of course. Lincoln, man. How, how did Lincoln get through law school? Did he go to a law school yeah. or did he self-teach his... Yeah, he was him? a lawyer. Yeah, he did. No, but was he self-taught? Yeah, law? he was self-taught. I actually don't know if he... You know, I mean, uh, well, there weren't there weren't were there bar exams back then? No, bar, you mean like the bar? The bar. I wonder if Lincoln actually had the pass. That's a good question. I wish Very I knew. Cool. That's that's a question that I just asked myself for the first time. Well, anyway, uh, <coughs> you, you're at it. Anyway, the, the, I'm, I'm looking it up right now, so you guys can. <laughs> my, my 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 point is this: you know, what you're talking about FDR and social and net safety net and stuff like that. Jeez. That that is Destroyed secondary people. to you know to what's missing in society today. It's secondary to what John Adams just described. You know, by abolishing anything other than economics, and it goes back to what I was saying about the establishment would love to spend people to spend trying to figure out how much, how long, how much does this cost, what will people get, rather than the the, the establishment right is crazy. The the cultural issues drives them crazy. They don't even yeah, but uh, hidden uh, hidden behind all the jargon and all the the, the the exploitation of man is a massive write off of credit card since the thirties and forties. Massively, I've already have not been punished by like being completely predatory. I've already said. I've already the said, consumer economy has been a failure. It's just a the, what, the consumer economy. Uh, yeah, yeah I, consumer would I would agree with that. A consumer driven economy where yeah. you just throw stuff away and buy new has created a lot of poverty because people have no money. The right. average person can't survive a thousand dollar emergency. I don't know enough about it. It's, no, I would it's, agree with that. It, it's wait, the wait, truth. Wait, we don't we don't produce anything anymore. We just buy stuff. 
Exactly, because we went to China, and our dearest Clinton gave them world trade status, the Chinese people, and now they're eating us, and they're eating our lunch. And guess what? On this Memorial Day, China doesn't want Taiwan. It wants Cuba. (laughs) Stay free, my friends. We still have like 10 minutes. (laughs) I want to end it right now, because China doesn't... China does not want Taiwan. It wants Cuba. If you like our programming on WSQF 94.5 in Key Biscayne, you can also hear us very far away nationwide, WSQFradio.com. And if you like our audio files and our subject matter, subscribe to YouTube Mac on the Rock Rampage. Take care and stay free.